0: Welcome back to The Basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual, and, you know, we, again, we're just on a streak. We have an amazing podcast for you this week uh, uh, for six very good reasons. I, I'm going to list them out for you now. I've got six names here. Anderson Pock you know him. Knowledge, you know him. Here comes four more. Marcus Dowling, Brianna Younger, Julian Kimball. And Marcus J. Moore. Uh, if you don't know these these four, then you damn well should. They're some of the best journalists, the best music journalists in the country, and uh, and they happen to be in D.C. They happen to be friends of mine, some friends of friends, some acquaintances. And uh, when somebody like Anderson Park and, and Knowledge come together to make an album like uh, No Worries, which is their collective name now, uh, yes, Laud, uh, it's time to pull out the big guns and have have a serious discussion about. What all of this means, what the album is. Uh, it's a, it's a, I'll, I'll give you a little teaser. It's a heavy so- shot of a, a sort of soul and hip hop, uh, that that sounds old school but feels new school. It's, it's just, it's a, it's a badass album that, uh, and I'm sure this is written. If not, uh, I get the cheesiest cool quote. Uh, it's, it's damn sure to make you say yes, Lord. So we are going to be talking about that. I'm also gonna be, uh, playing little track from uh, title tracks at the back end of this. I'm gonna tell you more about about that band after Anderson Park, but uh, I'll tell you it features John Davis from here in Washington D.C. and uh, it is it is it is power pop extraordinaire and uh, probably one of the best albums that's gonna be coming out this year made by any D.C. artist. So uh, so there you go. So that that's the quick intro. That's the podcast. Uh, if you aren't sold. Uh, we've got 229 others you can listen to, but if you're in, if you're down for this, let's get to it. Here we go, episode 230 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, where we're sitting down to review a new album from No Worries, Yes Lord. Okay.
1: It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men into one man... Merely a two-word review, just a shit sandwich.
0: I will roll the record up to the next That right
2: there he is he a logical fallacy.
1: Yeah sure. Cool.
3: Mm-hmm. huh yeah
0: cool. yeah this is this is like this, yeah this is like a powerhouse fucking panel yeah uh, Mr. Moore welcome back thanks man uh Brianna welcome back
4: hello
0: and uh Mr. Dowling, you you are you are late to the panel you're going to sit here and heckle
5: us no Marcus Moore um who who's here yeah hey, Marcus hey Cause hello because you, you put me on the panel yeah uh Yeah, I was supposed to be on the panel, but I'm on the panel.
0: You are now, and uh, and Mr. Julian Kimball, this is your first time down here. Yeah, glad we could finally make this work.
5: Glad I
3: could be here. Sorry I'm late. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so for people who don't know uh, your work, uh, what kind of shit you doing these days? Um, kind of
3: everything you can find my writing at, and I hate how writers do this, man. You can find my work at fucking, you know, um, the undefeated, Washington Post, MTV, Complex, whatever, man. (laughs) <laughs> all right okay whatever man
0: <laughs> all right you're out there yeah yeah you're out there uh we're here to talk about a uh a, a fine little album by two uh fine-ass musicians talking about uh yes Lord by no worries that's how you said it say it's, mm-hmm. it. it's not it's not nicks worries <laughs> <laughs> <Next word. laughs> um, this is a collaboration between uh Glenn Earl booth otherwise known as knowledge who's a uh, sort of a, a dj and, and producer in hip-hop F- he has like 64 releases on Bandcamp. 75. 75 fucking releases. What the shit? Yeah. Uh, and uh, a guy that I'm so glad you brought to my attention earlier this year, Mr. Moore, Anderson Pock. Yep, yep. Uh, his album Malibu is, without a, a doubt, one of the best albums of this year. Yeah, it's uh, always. It's stunning. Uh, and this is uh, sort of continuing on a little. It in is. That, uh, you know, it's, I've heard it describe, uh, described as a beat tape, which I don't... Like I know what a beat tape is, and I don't think they know what it is when they're talking about this. It's 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 short songs, you know. These are these are really short songs, but they are complete songs, and it is a complete album. This isn't like a toss away thing. Um, I don't know who wants to get in on this first. Anybody? I mean,
2: yeah, no, I'll jump in. I mean, it's um, I think you can call it a beat tape in the way that like Anderson's not over singing on the songs, which which I like. So as much as I like Anderson on this project knowledge really did a great job with the soundtrack yeah because his beats are mm-hmm. and julian can speak to this because you reviewed his music yeah his stuff is all over the place like it has like deconstructed soul samples he may get into some electronic stuff but this he's like confined to like nineteen seventy soul mm-hmm. and it really does well like i could i could totally listen to the instrumental all day
0: yeah as much yeah.
3: as i love anderson on it
0: yeah for sure Julian. yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: also like another another he also is very good at bringing in film samples. Like there are little samples from the Players Club in there. There's a mm-hmm. sample from Rick and Morty in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you know. Which is
0: which is essential. Like that Rick and Morty is like and, you know, he, he builds like
3: it's a, a lot of songs are like two songs in one as short as they are. Like they're mm-hmm. like they're little interludes. Like he thinks in a very cinematic fashion. I've always appreciated that about Nas as a producer. And yeah, it's like a lot of songs they don't feel incomplete, but you can tell they're just kind of like Almost jamish songs, like in the way that like Pearl Jam's like "Yellow Ledbetter" is like a jam song, which is why like, like right. you, you don't know why Eddie Vedder's saying anything because he's not, <laughs> but <laughs> right. it's still perfect. Yeah, you
0: know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um. So maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it, it, it is a beat tape. I, I mean, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't think, think it's an either album. way. I mean,
2: it's like yeah, you know, and I think we've all been in this situation where you're reviewing an album. And somebody's just totally over singing every song where it's like you can barely hear what's behind it.
0: It's overproduced, I think. It's over, over, the word you're looking exactly, for? Exactly. Yeah. There you
2: go. Overproduced. And so it's like Anderson was like, it was totally an Anderson Pac project with Malibu. But this one is definitely a collaborative project in that truest sense where some, some projects will come out and say, oh, this is a collaborative record. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly just, it's the rapper's project with one guy doing the beats. But this, you can tell that they both, there was like a push and pull there that really works with this. So. That's why even in my um, Bandcamp review, I said they're co-MVPs because Anderson did a great job of just kind of accentuating the melody and and knowledge. Pre- he presented like this really dusty, lo-fi um, soundscape. And so it's a beat tape, but it also kind of works vocally as well.
0: It's, it's interesting. He's, he isn't over-singing on this album and all, but uh, I think this is, in some cases, I think in the, uh, which in the track Get Bigger actually, uh, yeah. is one of the tracks we're going to take a listen to. Uh, it is telling, like Anderson Park's story. It's it's more personal, it seems. And I don't know if that's a, a function of it being looser in a collaboration like this. But you mm. know, he's he's really like laying out like this is this is my story, right? Uh, as opposed to Malibu, is a lot more uh, a lot more fun.
5: Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, true. Down when you, look yeah. At um, you it's uh, it's it's intriguing in a sense that like, I feel like there's like a, a certain class of creatives in like the the soul space who are so good at what they do that they have like a lot of control over just like putting out everything that they're doing right now. So it's like, yeah, Vanessa could put out Malibu, but then there's also like this, this beat tape and put loose quotes around it where he can get with knowledge and just be like, all right, man. So like, let's we'll do some sessions and like, let's just get that stuff out. And it's not like, and the best thing about it is that it's like the creativity has an end to it. It's not like you're just kind of like jamming out, just trying to see what happens. Mm. It's like, okay. So, we have a release, we have we have date, we have a, a label situation, we have, you know, a commerce into this. So it's like, it at least forces there to be an end to it. It's like, it's kind of like with like Dilla back in like the 90s, like where like, it's different in a sense where like Dilla could just make stuff and it was like, there was no like commercial end to it. It was just like creation, 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 yeah. creation. This is different in a sense where it's like, there's creation and there's a point. Right. So it's like feels very like complete
2: in that sense. Yeah, totally. So I was
5: excited e- about that.
2: Yeah, even it being like nineteen cuts. Like when I first like when I first downloaded the project, so I was like nineteen tracks. I was like, whoa, like what are they doing? Like especially <laughs> yeah. in this marketplace. But then like like you say, when you play it and it just kinda one song is kind of like a sketch leading to the next song and it all blends perfectly together. And then by the end of it, it's one of those things where it's like there's certain songs I could take off of it, but it works perfectly as it is kind of right. like the love below in that regard yeah where it's like there yeah. are certain joints on there was like oh, i'm probably never going to listen to that again right but when you listen to it as a seamless whole it's like okay i, I totally get why it's why it is where it is
0: so if, if this is if this is coming in as a beat tape how does this fit in 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 like the uh the economy of this stuff with stuff like beat tapes mixtapes i think brianna you've been on one where we have i think it was the chance one like is this really a mixtape you know what 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 we call things these days and how much that goes to how we're selling them, because yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'll say it again. Like I, I hear it. I'm just like, this is an album. It feels very loose, like you were saying, Julian. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't, it doesn't like classify it as something differently for me.
2: No, I mean, it's not different. I think if anything, if if we're talking about just how it lands, if, if we want to call it a beat tape, then um, I think this does more for. Knowledge than it does for Anderson. Yeah, because like, Anderson was already gone. Like you know, after after <laughs> Malibu, after, after, Anderson, after Malibu, Anderson ain't coming to the basement. He's done. Like <laughs> no. yeah, it's like okay, that's it for him. Yeah. Um, but like knowledge, you see him every so often on that that Action Bronson show on viceland where he's just sitting there doing nothing. Is that, is that, he
5: produced the delicious? new Action Bronson. No, no. not that. No. One. <laughs> the
2: where
3: they just get high
5: and just like oh, alien oh, yeah, Asian yeah, yeah. aliens he, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just produced the new Action Bronson joint. With uh, Big Buddy Best, yeah. Oh, he produced that on with the video? Yeah.
2: Oh, man, okay. And he
4: has the joint with Earl Sweatshirt. That's yep. right, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: So it was coming off of that, and then you have this project, and it's like, okay, well this, oh, I guess I'm just speaking personally as a fan, I, I think this is going to do more for knowledge than it's going to do for Anderson, because we already know what Anderson can do. Right. But now we can see what knowledge can do with one genre of music.
0: Yeah. Um, Let's play a track now, uh, <laughs> and then we'll hear from Brianna. Oh, it, really? it was, yeah i mean will we i don't know, <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know She she's acting quiet is she this is uh this is get bigger <laughs> off of uh no worries yes log
6: I was young, but I was keen to survive on my own in the fall Got a gig with my brother-in-law Shopping work, bagging groceries, pushing in carts I was grateful to be working, but say, my back is hurting I don't think it's the purpose, no, this can't be the call At night, I'm working great, just counting the time On my break, I write a song about the love of my life This ain't right Couple dollars in change Walking home in the rain Jump in front of a train Bitch, I might on top of the roof, empty bottles of brew, take a hit in my jade, I'm in flight. Closing my eyes, visioning Monte Carlo's with tinted windows and balling legitimate. Open my eyes, I was in the same predicament. The next day I called and said I quit. Bitch, I get bigger. You and me have to get, get bigger. bigger.
0: We're, yeah, we're gonna get bigger. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a it's like, get bigger. Uh, do you love? And that's that's what I was referring to as like the more personal story. I mean, that's a direct story of his time, like when he's homeless and stuff. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, it's it's a great song. Um, it is. Uh, before we get into what what you heard, Mr. Dowling just mentioned here, Brianna. So so what are you thinking about this? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but yeah, you we, totally We're did. trying to like
4: bring you out. No, I mean. I just want to build off. <laughs> there go. Right there.
0: She's shying away from the mic. So. I am shying
4: away from the mic. Um, I mean, I like Anderson Park, obviously, and I like when he gets into these narrative forms versus weird abstract kind of random raps uh-huh. or singing or sing raps or whatever we want to call whatever he does. vocalizing, <laughs> right. Making words.
0: He's definitely got his own style. <laughs> He does. That is perfecting.
4: It's definitely a style that is kind of branching out throughout all of hip hop. As far as I don't know, it just pushes the limit in a good way of what can come of this sing rap right stuff, right? Because it's better than pretty much what anyone who tries to do both can do. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I mean, part of that's just just is mm. born with it. I mean, that that voice yeah. is, is like it's like no other. That's I, why Malibu was such a big hit. The first time I heard it. Right. It was just like, oh, who is this motherfucker? <laughs> right. Like, exactly. right. This the first song. And yeah. I think
4: he's like unmoved by what everyone else is doing. Like I think he always, even when he was like breezy, he always was banking on this to be the thing that works.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um We were we were wondering in the break like what he was what where this you know goes <laughs> for for Anderson Puck and uh <laughs> so and, and he here. brought up uh <laughs> songs about Sex and I I think go go for it.
5: Okay, I've I as if if you follow me on social media, I have this Black Moses T-shirt that I wear all the time now because I love Isaac Hayes and whenever I think about Anderson Pock and where he goes next, it's totally that Isaac Hayes like peak Black Moses hot buttered soul. I'm not I'm walking around shirtless because I'm like Black Sex Man like. (laughs) I really get a sense that this is the only place that he can go. He is you know literally that's looping now in the intro. <laughs> Absolutely. He he is. Like that it's it's kind of amazing. Like I feel like and um on his Instagram I think he refers to himself as like John Holmes or something. Like he <laughs> like openly like makes reference to like actual pornographic film stars. Like yeah. I get the sense that that is actually where he's going with all of this. Is like the next record is going to be about sexuality like raw black is he, go- is he going for d'angelo sexuality. level beyond that beyond, beyond that. that like, De- there's, there's beyond, on, like- the, on the on the the scale of of african-american sexuality and music there's like isaac hayes and then there's like d'angelo who like tried to get to that isaac hayes level i mean d'angelo like appeared naked in a video and that's one thing but he wasn't shirtless, like all the all the all the time. Yeah. And didn't shave his head black so it looked like he was like a literal walking penis. Like, I mean I, I, I don't I, I think that in the in the pantheon of of that, Anderson falls somewhere different in there. And I think it's gonna be kind of more of this like hippie, free flowing, like open sexuality kind of thing happening. Because I feel like the music is so open. The music is so free. The music has all of this, like, freedom and funk and excitement built into it. And I think that he's opened up himself as an artist to a point where right. he said everything at this point. Like, in one year, he's, like, told the whole backstory. Yeah. And if he talks about anything he's doing past this point, I'm pretty sure that, like, 90% of the time, I, I have a good sense of what he's doing right now in his free time. Like, I just, <laughs> I- that's all I'm saying. Like, yeah. And that's my sense.
4: I don't particularly get a vibe though that women are super turned on by him though. That's
5: that's
0: exactly where <laughs> like, I wanted to go. So so go ahead. It's all you. No no go go ahead. I don't know what I was going to say. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah you do. I, I'll I'll say it. So there there's in the very first song you know he he talks about getting out to the beach and stuff, and the first thing he says, look at all these bitches. And you go into suede. <laughs> no, no. And you go, into, you, you go into suede. I'm it says, "If I call it. you a bitch, it's because you're my bitch." Right. Now, we, we. I mean, in this like election we're just in, not to like take it out really far. People are jumping down Donald Trump's throat for saying like shit like this, essentially, and mm-hmm. how he's referring to women and stuff. And it, it is one thing that I have to ding Anderson for, and it happens on Malibu. A little uh, is this almost juvenile like reference to women uh and objectify them in a way that i for whatever reason when he does it it doesn't feel comfortable maybe it's because i think he's better than that
4: well I, I, think, I don't know yeah i think people want him to be better than that though he never even as far back as venice he's never pretended to be right mr sure. super
3: enlightened you know what I mean, I'm above that, and which, I'm not
0: which is totally not super enlightened to say right. that <laughs> right exactly,
3: and it's like i'm not I'm not um gonna be an apologist for like his the, the misogyny in his music, but like in uh, even like last week when the, the album came out, like I see people talking about so oh, you're gonna let like people gonna let Anderson rock for this when it's like, well, I mean, people let Ty dallason do it, yeah, right, you know, and it's yeah. like I just don't see, and then like even people do the same thing in rap music again, not making excuses for anything that's going no, on there I, you know it's like it goes on in both so like why are we i think we want to hold him to a higher standard but he's like well i mean i never said i was anything <laughs> other than like what what i am i'm presenting myself to you so
0: yeah and, and that's actually that's the part that i don't really struggle with it's yeah. I, I hear it and i'm just uh it is certainly my expectations but uh, you know i was talking with ab about this when he was down here like we don't necessarily listen to that but are also older you know, mm. and I understand that, that can be a part of, like, younger culture. If right. it's a part of, of, like, grown-ass adult culture, it's really fucking awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: But, I mean, he is closely tied to, signed to Dre. Like. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. do yeah. yeah. we really get- <laughs> no, yeah, that,
0: That's why it's... Uh, yeah, so, more.
4: Exactly. Right.
2: No, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, I think that... I don't know, people people... Are trying to hold Anderson up to a different standard because you know Julian kind of alluded to it, where there was some, there was rumor that you know one of the songs was about an actual person, and then when it came out, then that's when it was like, oh, okay, well, you know, we we can't let this happen. We have to hold him to a different regard. Mm -hmm. But then I I share the same viewpoint as everybody else because we had very serious conversations at Bandcamp because I wrote my review like ages ago. Yeah. And I was like, well, do I have to just delete this whole thing? Because we can't, you know, especially with Donald Trump saying what he's saying, you know, we can't. I don't right. know if we can, in good faith, put this out and just act like nothing happened. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like push and
5: pull with yeah. um, Anderson's music. So. Okay. Um, there's, a, there's a real narrative, I think, with Anderson that he's going to fall into as well. Because he's not going to stop making this music. No. Like, this is no. authentically who he is. And there's a danger that's in his music. That exists now because he's like staying on his narrative that is very Donald Trump, evil, bad, misogynistic. And he's not I wouldn't go that far. I mean it's misogynistic, but it's not no, but when you get misogynistic now, because we're so anti-misogynist, like this that's a thing in society now. Like misogyny is but we're not though. But it's the fact that it's the fact that he's the only one there and he's like running with it, like not turning back. I'm. I cosign myself. I'm all. I'm. I'm but He's down not alone score. in
3: doing that, though. Like, right. there's but, so many other artists doing like in the is, same path.
5: But it's in him. Worse. But yeah. to me, yeah. it's in that that space that he's in, where it's like kind of this like understanding space where you expect more of the artist, like to be more aware. Like you, you, you put a certain you ascribe certain notions to artists that have that certain cosign of certain people in a certain culture and he's in that culture he's in that cultural but space I, but
3: what i think people like you expect somebody to be extremely enlightened just because they're very talented we know it doesn't work that yeah. way there's misogyny <laughs> in kendrick's right. music so it's yeah, like exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
5: and it's, it's to me it's just intriguing in the sense that like this is happening and it's kind of like anderson came out of nowhere that's that's the thing. That's another thing I wanted to bring up in this. Is that Anderson? Like for a lot of people, came out of nowhere. Like mm. nobody knew that this was going to happen. And now that it's happening, and now that it's unfolding, and there's things about him that like don't fit the narrative you want to have of him. And it's like, oh God, he's. A person? What do we do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not yeah, only yeah. That, Why yeah. do we go to how, much is, how He's much of
3: flawed. This is, like, well, okay. How, and yeah.
0: you know, how much of this, and this isn't just like black culture, this is just culture in general, like you said, we yeah. we clearly don't necessarily as a culture want to not celebrate misogyny. Right. And uh, But how much of this, in when you hear it in this or other stuff, is going back to the old idea of the black CNN, and how much of it is that person? And that, that's where I get uncomfortable with Pac, and it is holding him to a, a higher level, but it's because, like, it's a it's a major component of what he's doing, yeah. and, and I'm not sure. Um, I know you want to talk about the song Jody. So we we pretty much we got into it a little bit. Did I think we get into it. We let's let's just, play. We,
3: we went yeah. in a little bit.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah let's, let's play. play you know I'm gonna tear that ass up later, right? Just sexy ass. Do
6: you like my hair like this?
2: Just keep, hold on. Somebody, in my door Make me run the kitchen. Make me a bologna cheese sandwich.
6: All right, mayonnaise.
2: Yeah, put a lot of mayonnaise on my shit. Who did <laughs> shit? Who did it? is a friend of mine, but
6: you know she can get it. I keep it in the back of my mind.
0: our track called Side Piece. <laughs> right, yeah, there <laughs> so, you go. So, um, so, yeah, so what was your point about that song we were trying to make, or did we, did we, did we really just... We kind of everybody... got
3: into that, but my thing is like, you know, it's about a real person, it's like, uh, I'm pretty sure Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield was about a real person. And right. Not, it wasn't misogynistic, but it's like, you know, you're, you're putting people's business out there. I'm like, that happens in music. So, again, I don't want to exonerate Anderson from the things in his music, the, the elements of his music that may be unsavory. But again, I think it's a personal reason. It's like everyone wants to hold him to a higher standard. Once again, that like he mm-hmm. doesn't hold himself to. And I mean, that's problematic. I understand why it is. Cause I mean, he's the same age as me. And I start to think about things that I've done instead or in the past or listen to people talk a certain way now. And I'm like, yeah, it's not really cool. But you know, as we started talking about off the mic, like, you know, I think Marcus mentioned, like, you know, you said that somebody had approached her about the song. Because this, this song, Jody, is about a real person.
2: Yeah, I mean, and again, it goes back to uh, the conversations we were having at the office. Where it was like, okay, I found out about the, the rumor that was going around or whatever. And I knew who the song, I didn't put two and two together, but it was the same name of this person who I know. Yeah. And I reached out to her and was like, hey, this is what I'm hearing. And she emphatically denied that it was about her but it still caused such an uproar. At least I think I saw like this Facebook post about it and some people kind of talking about it online. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it goes back to what we're all are saying in different ways where it's like Anderson. Well, Malibu was so much about like his coming up and how he came from this and this. And he saw his, his mom getting beaten up and all this other stuff. And he's con and he's ascended to this different level, even to the last song on the record where it's like this really celebratory track. Mm hmm. So then that's our lasting image of Malibu and of Anderson Pock, and then he kills the festival circuit. Then he comes back with these misogynistic themes or whatever, and mm-hmm. so now everybody's, like, disappointed. Like, oh, well, you know, we were hoping for, like, Malibu 2 or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's always the way. <laughs> Malibu that's horror. always the way. Yeah, right. A different <laughs> section of California somewhere. <laughs> I, you just, know what I mean, L.A. or, you know. I, Santa Monica. I just <laughs> the don't say,
4: like, how we choose, like, be consistent because no one's ever taken, like, the time to have a serious conversation about drake name dropping everyone he's ever known in his entire life you got
3: sued right. for doing that shit <laughs> yeah one actually suiting
0: start of a business i mean i mean <laughs> <laughs>
3: nah, man, not, so not so
0: when in in an album like this or something how does this as a black woman or just as a woman in general like how do you process it as opposed to like us because you're, I listen to men. rap
4: for a living. Yeah. If I was gonna be offended, then,
0: then uh, I'm yeah.
4: not doing any of this. I'm not listening to any right. of this. I'm not even listening to R and B at this point. Like,
3: yeah, yeah. What? At this point,
1: uh, <laughs> I've come to accept
4: that it's a part of it. I mean, would I prefer it not be, or does it have to be? Yeah. It. It doesn't. You. They could change. Rappers could change. Everyone could change. But either I'm gonna listen or I'm not. Neither I'm gonna. I just don't internalize it, which I realize is problematic in and of itself, because there are people far more impressionable than me -hmm, mm -hmm. who will hear this and, I guess, get their self-worth from it or feel like that's how they should be treated, because Anderson Park, enlightened person, talks (laughs) this way, so this must be the way, but I'm not particularly moved. (laughs)
0: You're just like looking at it from, I mean, from a critic's standpoint, you're like, the, the art mm-hmm. is the art is the art.
4: I mean, I just find it annoying, which no shade to anyone. But anytime we begin to talk about misogyny as it pertains to a rapper, it's just very like, number one, why this person in in particular? Yes. Number two, we did that already. Like, we know. and he, Like, yeah. rap's been around 30, almost 40 20, years. You can, like I mean, either go, you accept it or you don't. To, go back
0: to rock in the 70s. That's all like... like yeah. You're saying lady, get in my van. That's, 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 <laughs> yeah. that's gross. That's gross as fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Throw in some stuff. Um, real quick. Uh, I, I, have, like, I have iconic people in my life. Jim Brown. Icon in my life. Uh, once hung a woman out of a window. Um, Fred Williamson. Hammer. Iconic man in my life. Supports Donald Trump for president. Um, you know, like you know i i I love the movie the Mac oh, <laughs> like you know, like yeah. I also like you know uh Richard Railtree, who was shaft, uh you know the movie Shaft, if you just look at it, his name is shaft let's let's be honest like <laughs> real talk like i mean there's there's all sorts of misogyny being being a black man in America means that you deal with misogyny in a very real way, and there's an expectation that has been placed on. A certain level of African American creativity by society that says that misogyny is ultimately okay—that you can be misogynistic—and culture will give you a pass. Yeah, as long as, it, as long it's popular enough, you can do it. Right, as long as
2: it's it. yeah. right, as long yeah. as jamming, it's like, yeah. oh well, this
5: song is great.
2: Yeah,
5: and, that, and and it's it's
4: fucked up, but it's <laughs> but it's real. Yeah. But to to be fair, are we like misogyny is in life, like? actual right. real life so you yeah. expect that people walk around day to day down the street going about their business and then they come to the mic go into the studio and all of a sudden misogyny doesn't exist they haven't right. been programmed that way
0: yeah and I think, like, to, I fix, think they, fix life I, I think yeah i think to your point julian it's like you look back i mean I, i'm 44 i still do it i look back and be like oh how i said things and stuff and it's nothing necessarily egregious but it's something that like at this point in life no fucking way right like right. And not only that i would why would anybody want to uh get with me you know if i said that shit it's like that's it's like oh man you know we i mean we've said this on the podcast before men are pretty gross <laughs> so <laughs> um, i'll
5: own i'll own up to it like i'll be i'll be the man i'll be especially as an african-american man who will own up to like my own misogyny like listening to this and Pac record it's like it's funny i didn't want to be on the podcast because i knew i was going to say this but i'll say it i don't care um <laughs> It's like <laughs> this record like made me think about like so many like terrible misogynistic things I've done in the past. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, damn, I respect this, but I feel really bad about respecting like this man's creative voice. Cause I hear it and I'm like, I get you. I know exactly what you're saying. and I know why you're saying it. And I know like why you think it's okay. But like, damn, it's like, it's, 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 you feel awkward about it. Cause you're like, <laughs> yeah. That's my life. I gotta do better. Do I? I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, gets in your head. Um, yeah. So
2: <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. But I,
5: I, I think that, I
0: think that's that's <laughs> really about, about landed. So uh, Mar- Marcus, what do you what are you thinking? We should do with this? What are you What are you gonna do with it?
2: Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna first of all, I'm gonna get it. I still need to get the vinyl, but I think I'm gonna hold up and hope that knowledge takes off from this.
0: One. Right, right. So, you, so, you're gonna tell people to stream it and check it out, or, or oh buy yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. yeah, buy it, buy it, buy it. You, I know what you do, yeah.
4: Listen to it, um, yeah. <laughs> own it, however, <laughs> you, however you feel, however fits. you own it.
0: Yes, Mr. Dowling,
5: as with all things, Anderson pockets is doing right now, it's really important music. So I would tell people to stream it. Okay,
3: you gotta you gotta bypass or stream. I know it's not gonna be passed. Um, I would advise people to buy it, but you, you're gonna stream it regardless. Yeah, and mm-hmm. another thing, I'd be curious to see people or someone actually interrogate Anderson about this in the future. Like, I wonder how he'll feel about how he feels about women in life and things like when he's 40. If, so. if
0: Anderson comes down here, I will damn well. do. That. Somebody, you know, yeah. somebody's going to yeah. ask him at
3: some
4: I'm point. He's going to interrogate everybody then.
3: Right. Yeah, no, should. I'm just saying like, I, you know, I just, what I'm saying is like, I want to see what happens when it happens for my own voice. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see somebody to shut, like
0: shut throw the grenade and through like yeah. the crowd and you know, yeah. Um, I'm actually gonna stream it because I think I think we talked about the the length of these and the, and the short notes. I think they're good songs. I don't think they're half baked. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is it's a good look at uh knowledge if you aren't familiar with his work. Yeah. Although with seventy five things on Bandcamp, how could you not? I mean, I think if you listen to music, you probably heard, You've heard shit. No, you, totally.
3: you like Kendrick's album, you're yeah, you you like, like not nah, right. You, you, you he had the you best beat on it, but,
0: uh, but yeah. yeah, go back to Malibu, stream this, check it out, and then uh then look for what's coming next from all these guys. So um that's about it. So thank you guys for coming down. Julian, uh, come back soon. Absolutely, it, was, it was good. Absolutely, Rihanna, <laughs> come back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
3: know why I acting shy. So uh, we'll talk to you soon. Later. Yes, Lord. Ah,
6: uh, smooth in the motherfucker, Swayed on the inside. Candy paint, candy paint. I ain't gotta tell you what the rims look like. Look, I'm gripping wood like a motherfucker. What? She asked me can a friend ride. Kelly wanna have a drink, and shiny wanna pop pills all night. Look, don't be fucking with my tape, dad. What? You gonna listen to this Marvin? You gonna listen to this Bloodstone? Mm. Oh y'all niggas want that bare White? Well, I don't really fuck with that. Right
0: yes, Lord, there. my uh, no worries. That album is, is out now. It is in the stores. Uh, if, if you're just now hearing about this, and you're like, damn, that sounds great, uh, I assure you, it's great, it's a, you definitely have to check it out, so, uh, you know, links in the show notes and all that, you can find it there, uh, and thanks to all uh, all my cohorts here for coming down, I had a really good time, uh, always have a good time sitting down with those guys, just a, just a great crew of, uh, again, I, you know, I can't stress it enough, uh, some of the best music journalists uh, in the country right now, so, so... Thanks again, guys, for coming down. Um, we are now at the point in the podcast where we would like to play a little track for you. And uh, this is a cool little track because... So, we've been digging into DC music the past th- few years. And we've been trying to bring it to you a little more. Uh, but one band that I just never never ran across uh, was title Tracks. I knew they were out there, and I'd heard like a, a song or two, but I never... It just... You know, they didn't have anything out at the time, and so I just never really dove in deep. Well, they have a new album out called Long Dream, or a new album coming out on November 18th. And uh, their first track from this premiered up on stereo Gum just the other day. Uh, it's called Low Cool. Um, This band is is John Davis. He was in q Not u with uh, one Chris Richards, who's been down here before. Do you know him? Uh, also in that band, uh, in the band Paint Branch with Chris and uh it's a trio that they've put out two albums starting in 2010 and uh you know they it's it's like a it's hard to explain it's diy ethics uh applied to like this very like uh a big starish power pop punk but not it's it's they, they're just great musicians and great songwriters i mean john set in with the big star orchestra here when they when they were here with uh sky goodads who you're going to hear coming up uh, next week and it's it just you know they have this knack for just writing these these huge hooks and putting them in these these great songs that will get you like pumping your fist and everything so uh, I actually just finally heard the album today and, and it is it, it kicks ass uh, but you're going to have to wait a little longer to hear that right now you can get a taste though so, so we're going to do this for you here you go this is low cool from title track's upcoming album long dream get it <laughs> Of, uh, title tracks upcoming album out november 18th entitled long dream uh there's no way no way if you listen to this podcast that you didn't dig that so uh be on the lookout for that be on the lookout for uh tour dates coming up with that also uh i i was just uh poking around the the emails and stuff and making contacts today and uh be on the lookout for hopefully we're going to get them down there to uh talk about the history of this band talk about the record and uh, all kinds of uh, good stuff. I mean, John, John, John really is sort of a, a staple here in D.C., if you're not from here. Uh, he's one of the guys that has just been around forever, and he has continuously kicked ass. Uh, and, and this, with his band, is just another example of that. Um, so, Local, uh, Laundry, Title Tracks. That's our podcast for this week. Uh both podcasts for this week. This is Thursday, so we're rounding this out. Uh, if you like what you heard, please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can give us a rating there. You can leave us a message there. You can like write out your thoughts and give them to us uh, or just give us stars. We interpret that how we want. Uh, you can listen to us on Google Play, Mixcloud. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, but only the last two episodes. And uh, you can still listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, also, you can... If You really, and this is for, for the guys either that are hardcore, you like to support shit. Uh, you know, this is like our sort of uh or public radio time. Uh, and uh, if you if you'd like to support this station, uh, look below you, there's a, there's a button called tip jar. Now, you can hit that tip jar, and what that's going to enable you to do is through a secure uh financial service, uh, it's going to enable you to say, Hey, I want to support this with a dollar. That's really. All we're asking for, we appreciate more, but you can say, I like this. It's worth a dollar to me. And here you go. You guys have this. Now, what happens with that dollar is that we have uh, this our crew down here that comes and, and, and hangs out. You know, I, I like to provide them with beverages. So it goes towards that. It goes towards just the overhead of that, of food, of, of uh, just various other things. But when artists come through here, we like to do the same thing. Uh, so it helps out with that. It helps out with us. You know, we, we, we've gone pretty well uh with our equipment but everybody likes to upgrade once in a while so eventually we're gonna be able to upgrade that eventually we want to get this thing to where we can start putting on shows not just talking to the artists to and and talking about them to you but we want to bring them to you and this is like a first step in getting to that because uh in in basement you know we don't need money uh, out in the real world, we definitely need money. Uh, so so that's what that goes for. So so if you're that type of person uh, and uh, you feel like doing that, do it. We would greatly appreciate it. And if not, no worries. We still love you. It's great. It's awesome. It's cool. We're good. Um, coming up next week on Monday is my interview with death. Uh, not Not the existential concept. But Death, the band, the uh, progenitor's punk. And uh, it's amazing. And then later on, we're going to hear from uh, Skyler Goodass. So it's going to be a nice nice week of interviews. It's going to be awesome. Um, and with that, that's the end of our podcast. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, do you a favor. Get out season live music this weekend. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. See you later.